0: The email is Pete at the Pete Callender show and over on Twitter at Pete Callender. And that is Pete. I know yesterday or was it yesterday or day, but I guess it was Wednesday. Bill Maher referred to me in the interview as Peter, which is fine. He's doing interviews back to back to back to back to back to back to back. So uh, I'm just glad he didn't call me somebody else's name. You know, he, he got Peter right now. I am not to be confused With Robert L. Peters, it's a different person altogether. That's Joe Biden. That's not me. Not that you could ever confuse us. I don't fall off of bicycles or up the stairs, so it's difficult to confuse us. But President Biden does have a couple of burner email accounts or or pseudonymous, pseudonym a, a an email diploma, right? What what would be the name? What is the name of when? What do we call it when you have these fake email addresses under assumed names? I mean, mine is you know Pete at the Pete Callender Show. It's like just in case you you know were confused, I put the name in there twice so <laughs> you would remember. <laughs> but what is the what do we call it? Just a pseudonym? Do we a nom de plume? That's like the name. That's a that's your writing name. Maybe it is. Nom de plume. So I guess it would be a nom de email. Anyway, he's he's got a couple of them. He's got Robert Peters. He's got Robin Ware. And he's got J.R.B. Ware. Well, that makes sense. J.R.B. Ware. W.A.R.E. J.R.B. Joseph Robinette Biden. J-R-B, where? And maybe that's a play on the word, like, where is Joe Biden? Well, I mean, that's a silly thing to ask. He's at the beach, obviously. Um, President Biden's emails from his time as vice president are coming under renewed scrutiny over his apparent use of the pseudonym Robert L. Peters, as well as other names. Newsweek reports that the House Committee on Oversight and Accountability or as I call it, the HOA, House Oversight and Accountability Committee, the HOA Committee, the chairman, Republican Representative James Comer, has asked the National Archives and Records Administration, NARA, in a letter to provide the unredacted emails from Biden's time as vice president, the ones that relate to Ukraine and the natural gas company, Burisma. Yeah, these were email accounts that the president, well, then vice president, was running while he was holding office. And there's uh, there's one in particular, there's one email in particular that has gotten the uh, congressional investigators' attention. Comer says, quote, We already have evidence of then-Vice President Biden speaking, dining, and having coffee with his son's foreign business associates. He's talking about the testimony from Devin Archer. Right. The former friend and associate business associate of Hunter Biden's and Devin Archer testified that Hunter would call up dad and uh, put him on speakerphone during these meetings with his clients. And we're to believe that Joe had no idea. They were just talking about the weather. Hey, dad, tell me that story again about corn pop, you know, stuff like that. Comer's letter said the oversight committee wants to see the email messages to and or from Vice President Biden and Hunter Biden related to Burisma and Ukraine, and it highlights the use of the the named emails, the pseudonymous. I just like saying pseudonymous. It sounds like a uh, sounds like a, a Phil Collins song, you know. Anyway, two of those emails were sent from then Biden aide John Flynn. John Flynn sent an aide to Biden, long time aide to the Bidens. He sent two emails to then Vice President Joe Biden on May 27th and then another one on June 15th back in 2016. OK, so this was again, this was when the Bidens were laying out the foundation for their empire of peddling influence and such and. Uh, they thought Hillary was obviously going to win because by this point, May, June 2016, Donald Trump was on his way to victory and the Democrats were laughing. Oh, it was so hilarious. This guy is going to just crash and burn. Hillary's going to win it in a walk because we were able to, uh, you know, get Trump all of the free media and uh, during the primary and our plan worked. And so now he's the guy we wanted to run against and we got what we want. And so now Joe Biden's like, we're going to ride off into the sunset and uh, we're just going to, you know, pocket millions and millions of dollars from all of these authoritarian regimes that want access to the, you know, Obama Hillary machine. And so uh, Hunter Biden on these emails, Hunter Biden was CC'd or, Carbon copied, which I don't even think kids today know what that means. Carbon copied. Do you know what that? You know what that means? Why do we call it carbon copy? Oh, I don't know. Why. Uh-huh. because of the good smelling paper. Yeah, yeah. See, Chris knows. Bernie doesn't. All right? There's the difference in generations, right there. <laughs> I miss that carbon yeah, like the 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 original. So back in back in my day, so you would sit in the classroom and. Uh, if you were like the teacher's pet or you had done something good that day, whatever you would get to go down and make the copies and then they would bring them back. You would bring them back to the class and they would be on, it was like a, wasn't it like a purplish, it was like a purplish kind of thing, you know, like the ink or whatever. And they would bring them back and they, the smell of that, I'm sure it gave us all like brain cancer or something, but uh, it like the smell of those pages, they were all like this purplish text. That was how they used to make copies back in the days before uh printers when everybody had their own printer anyway that was the carbon copy and so cc means hey i'm going to make a copy of this this was even i think before like xerox was a thing although i guess xerox was a thing but for us this was you know early 80s when i was in elementary school but i guess we kind of called them yeah we called them xerox and xerox became it's it's like xerox became the thing right the brand became the thing. Which is kind of amazing that on the emails, we call them CCs rather than Xs. Why not Xerox copy that or something? Anyway. Well, if they called it X, dang it! I just realized, if they had called it X back then, then it wouldn't be called Carbon Copy, it wouldn't be called Xeroxes, it would just be called Xs, and then Elon Musk never would have been able to rename Twitter as X. Oh, man. Fight a time machine. Fight a time machine. I mean, first thing, yes, you go back and kill Hitler. But the second thing is you make you make the you make Xerox the thing on instead of the CCs. Okay, I'm down a rabbit hole. I recognize this. I know my surroundings. I am self-aware. All right, so the House Oversight Committee is now seeking all unredacted documents and communications. In which then-Vice President Joe Biden used a pseudonym. And the pseudonyms listed in the Comer letter are Robert Peters, Robin Ware, and J.R.B. Ware. And I just realized he's using Robin. Oh, my gosh. His middle name literally is the crime. Robin. Robin. How have I not noticed this before? His last name rhymes with bribin His middle name is Robin. How did we not see this earlier, people? My goodness. If only we had some fact checkers around. Those names were used by Biden for private email addresses during his time as vice president, according to a report from the New York Post in July of 2021. We have known this for two years, <laughs> two years. By the way, one of the, uh, one of the email handles, you know, like you get like uh, .com and you got uh, .us and .net. You have all of those .dot .whatevers. One of them that he used, Robert L. Peters. Oh, my gosh. He's robbing Peter to pay Paul. He's got it right there in his name. Gosh. I kind of feel like QAnon a little bit, though, right now. Anyway, the, this, the email address handle he's got is at PCI.gov. How do you get a .gov? How do you get that? Unless you're at at GovCode, right? All of the government email addresses have the .govs. The websites, they have the .govs. How do you get a PCI.gov? I got questions. Hang on, hang on. Let me go over here to hello, get Bob on. Hello, Bob. Welcome to the program. Hey, Bob, what's going on? Mimeograph. Huh? That mimeograph, that's the word you're looking for. The purple ink. No, no, no. A Mimeograph, is, uh, that was a device that measured the annoyance level of mimes. I remember that very clearly. No, no, no. No, I'm, t- I'm, ser- I'm serious. am a special paper. Yeah, I know. It was like, and it had like this little thing that would go up and down. Well, it perforated the paper and it made it like a, a, a die out of it. And then you put it on the machine. And a lot of times they were hand cranked, but there were electric ones. And it printed on white paper, the purple ink stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was called a mimeograph. No, that's the machine for the mimes, I'm telling you. Graph is the word the operative word. Writing right? No, graph is the no, but like uh, like a telegraph also. Yes, mime, like I telegraph means, something. Excuse me, mime also means to uh, duplicate. I, yeah, that's how they come up with the name mimes. That's what I'm telling you. Okay, but that's the process. It, 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 <laughs> you have to use a special paper. <laughs> All right, Bob. Thank you. I appreciate the call. And it is a meaning a graph. All right, thank you. Yes, no, it's, it's I'm telling you that it was a device. It was developed in like the 1920s. They would hook the mimes up to it. And the more annoying the mime, the more the graph would go up and down, up and down, up and down. And if the mime was lying, also, it would do that too. But you could beat it. Did you know that you could beat those types of devices? First off, by not being a mime. But secondly, well, also by not lying. But thirdly, um, if you were to just clench your a certain muscle let's say that you are generally normally sitting upon while being hooked up to those machines yeah then you could beat it cuz it gives a it gives a baseline of stress and annoyance um i thought this was well known okay um <laughs> all right so may 27th 2016 There was a copy of Joe Biden's schedule and it references a phone call that Joe, Biden, this is 2016. He's still vice president. And there is a there's an email from one of his aides. And it references a phone call between the vice president and the president or the then president of Ukraine, Petro Poroshenko. And that copy of the schedule. Was emailed to. Robert L. Peters. That is a pseudonym. That is a pseudonym that the House Oversight and Accountability Committee, or the HOA Committee, has identified as then Vice President Joe Biden. Hunter Biden, and only Hunter Biden, was also mimeographed on this email to then Vice President Biden. So, this obviously raises the question... Why would Flynn, John Flynn, why would Flynn send Joe Biden's schedule to Robert L. Peters' email? Why would he do that? And why would this email go to this anonymous account, this fake Joe Biden account? Why would it go to Joe's pseudonym account and Hunter Biden and be talking about, or be uh, have a, a t- has an, an as an attachment? This document of Biden's schedule referencing a phone call with the Ukrainian president. Does that tell you something? In addition to communications sent to or from Biden and all documents in the NARA case file, the House Oversight Committee is seeking any document or communication where Hunter Biden, Devin Archer or Eric Schwerin were included or mentioned. Archer is a former business partner of Hunter Biden's who testified before the HOA committee as part of their probe. While Schwerin was a founding partner and managing director at Hunter Biden's now closed firm, Rosemont Seneca Partners. The committee is also seeking all drafts of a speech that Joe Biden delivered to the Ukrainian parliament on December 9th. So just a few months later or earlier, rather in 2015. So six months before the call with the Ukrainian president, Biden had delivered a speech to the Ukrainian parliament. Republicans want to see all the drafts of that speech going back to November of 2015. Now, Joe Biden is not the only person to have one of these types of fake accounts, right? We all know. And look, I've seen it um, uh The analogy is being made to Hillary Clinton. That's not a good analogy. You know why? Because Hillary Clinton did not have just an uh, email address. Colin Powell had one of those. Remember Mitt Romney had one called Pierre Delecto. Of course he would. James Comey, he had a fake one. Reinhold Niebuhr, whatever. Mike Easley, former governor of North Carolina, he had one. Remember his? Nick Danger, that was his, Nick Danger. Not to be confused with the Wieners, Carlos Danger. That was Wieners' fake name, Carlos Danger, which I thought with the last name that he's got, like, man, there were so many other names you could have gone with, but whatever. Uh, it, this is not the same Hillary, as Hillary Clinton. I mean, it is the same as these guys. It's not the same as Hillary Clinton because Hillary Clinton had an entire server And the reason you have the server is so you can blow out all of the emails. You can't do that if you don't control the server. That's why I've always said the smoking gun is the existence of the server in the first place. consider supporting one of the businesses that make it possible lots of gift ideas for that person who loves the military style for fashion or decor there really is something for everyone at old grouch's military surplus in beautiful downtown clyde and online at oldgrouch.com here's a message from timoteo who says "Pete, you missed the point of the mimeograph the delightful intoxicant we all huffed mimeograph pages <laughs> right uh Josh, welcome to the program. Hello, Josh. How are you? How are you doing, Pete? Hey, I'm all right. What's going on? Uh, I just wanted to make a a, a quick point, though. You know, uh, the big guy should have hired Hillary Clinton. Hmm. Okay. You know, all, all this right now would not be in play if he just hired Hillary Clinton. Right. He should have hired Hillary to set him up a homebrew server. Definitely. Right. Use her expert. Well, see, but that's the thing. Back in 15 they probably didn't realize that Joe was going to need that kind of system because he wasn't supposed to be president. She was. <laughs> so, all right, so he probably didn't think he needed to hire her because she was going to be president and all. Um, but I'm trying to think, well, no, because, yeah, so it was, she was running that homebrew server, and then she, then, then she you know, wiped it, like, with a cloth um, b- during the 16 race. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he may not even have known that she was in that line of work to hire her in the first place. He could have got probably a friend's discount, probably. De- definitely, you know, fork over, you know, a couple million. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, give her like just uh, give her a taste of the uh, sweet, sweet burisma money, and uh, yeah, and she, she probably could have set that up for him, no problem. That's a great point, Josh. I appreciate the call, sir. All right, thank you. Hi, right, bud. See ya. Um On one of the oh, this is a great point on the. Uh, His fake emails, he's got Robert Peters, Robin Ware, and J.R.B. Ware. And Amy says that she hears that last one, which is the letters J.R.B. and then last name W.A.R.E. She hears J.R.B. Ware. True. J.R.B. Ware. Rob, Robin, bribing—it's all right there. Robin Peter. We just need to find out who Paul is. Um, what else? Oh, I have some other messages here. Hang on. These are. Uh, let's open up the uh, the mail sack here and see what the messages are. Here is Anne. Who says, Pete, a carbon copy is made when you put a piece of carbon paper between two pieces of paper and then type on the top one and it transfers through the carbon. It is not a Xerox copy. I just thought you might want to add that. And then EFT, uh, love your banking uh, skills. Um, back in the day, those purple copies were actually called mimeograph. Again, with this mimeograph thing. Um Carbon copies were actually the sheet that was behind the paper that transferred the writing. I don't know. I mean, I've I've seen a lot of the mimeographing. The berets, the weird face painting. I've seen a lot of mimes strapped to these things. Anyway, uh, Ann says, your caller is correct. It's a mimeograph machine, former church secretary. I think she's saying that that you could also put church secretaries onto the mimeograph, I guess, and take their readings. That's, uh, that's the only possible explanation there. Um, <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, so the <laughs> the committee, this is from the, uh, the letter that uh, the chairman of the House Oversight and Accountability Committee, James Comer, sent. The committee seeks unrestricted access under the PRA, Presidential Records Act, to case number 2023-022-F, entitled Email Messages to and or from former Vice President Joe Biden and Hunter Biden related to Burisma in Ukraine. These records have been redacted for public release pursuant to the Presidential Records Act and the Freedom of Information Act. For example, there's an email that bears the subject line Friday Schedule Card. It's, it's withheld in part under a P6 and B6 restriction, of course, denoting personal information regarding the subject under the PRA and FOIA, respectively. So they they redacted stuff. They redacted stuff under this personal information exception in the law, in, in the freedom of information law. So the National Archives was like, oh, this is personal information, and so they've redacted things. And what The House committee is saying is no, these are vice presidential records attached to the email and available on the NARA website is a document that indicates at 9 a.m. on May 27, 2016, Vice President Joe Biden took a phone call with the president of Ukraine. It is concerning to the committee, however, that this document was sent to Robert L. Peters a pseudonym that the committee has now identified as then Vice President Joe Biden. Additionally, the committee questions why the then Vice President's son, Hunter Biden, and only Hunter Biden, was copied on this email to then Vice President Joe Biden. Yeah, I got questions about that too. As Vice President Joe Biden Kept a variety of private email addresses from which he would sometimes forward and receive government correspondence. How do we know this? Hunter Biden's laptop. Once again, we would have never known this had Hunter not left the laptop. Robin Ware, Robert L. Peters. Oh my gosh, it's right there too. Robin Ware. Robin Ware, Robin here, Robin there, Robin everywhere. Oh, my gosh. How do we, how do we miss these signs? I feel, like, I feel like the FBI, after, like, a mass shooting. Gosh, we miss so many of these red flags. These emails, these email accounts mixed official business and family business. In a four-week period in 2016, John Flynn, who worked in the office of the vice president, sent Joe his official daily schedule to his private email address and would copy hunter biden 10 such emails copied to hunter between may 18th and june 15th 2016 and one of them was that call to the ukrainian president putting it on the calendar showing joey's got this phone call just to your private just to your private email we need to get john flynn subpoenaed now hello dean welcome to the program what's going on dean how are you good very good Good. You know, you're you're always sort of picking on me and everything. What? At least I I feel that. I'm sorry. Ways. I've got something that you that I I think really lifts me to a different level. Okay. I, I'm pretty I'm pretty old, and I used to work at an office supply house because they used to be around at, in my day, and they had me sorting stuff. And I was moving the carbon paper, and because I was clumsy even back there, I dropped a whole bunch of it. And as I was picking it up, I accidentally stepped on it. And so I, I sort of invented the carbon footprint. Very nicely done, Dean. Very nicely if done. You have a, if you have any questions, I can, <laughs> you know, um, answer them. Oh, no, I appreciate I, it. That's uh, it's good to know where it came from. That's very good to know where it came from. I appreciate it, Dean. Have a great weekend. You too. All right, buddy. That's weird, though, an office supply warehouse, he said. I guess back then they could fit entire offices in one building. It's crazy. You just go there, pick up an office, take it home, set it up. For the home office, obviously. All right. More on that in a minute. First, let me tell you, the Heritage Life Skills event was fantastic. Every year, Bill and Jan Sturet organized the event to help people get educated on how to be prepared for anything. The Sturetts own Carolina Readiness Supply, 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials you'll need for any kind of emergency. have no clue what you're doing, or maybe you're somewhere in between, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you in Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? All right, so two years ago, sorry, yeah, 2021, two years ago, Miranda Devine at the New York Post had a story about Joe Biden skirting the law by setting up private email accounts. Apparently he had he had several of them while he was vice president. And remember, the reason you do this is to avoid Freedom of Information Act requests. And Joe, being kind of stupid as he is, he, you know, set these up on just like one is a Gmail server, one is something that seems like really hackable, the PCI.gov one. That seems totally shady. Like if you're trying to, I mean, that's something that hackers and scammers use. So you think the email is coming from the government or a government agency because it's .gov, but it's not. It's PCI.gov. I don't, like, yeah, they're like, whoa, that's, that one's really suspicious. But the whole point is to mask his identity so he can engage in discussions and never turn over information under the FOIA, the Freedom of Information Act. And that's why Hillary Clinton set up an entire server system. So this way she wouldn't have to use Gmail or Yahoo or something. She wouldn't have to use those because they control those servers. Gmail, Google controls the servers. Yahoo controls the servers. And if there is ever a subpoena that comes down for criminal wrongdoing of some kind, then you could go to Google and say, give us all the metadata out of your servers regarding this email account. But if you control the servers and they've just become so bloated with the wedding charts and yoga schedules like Hillary's, well, she could just, you know, wipe with a cloth all the servers because she controls them, not Google. That's the whole benefit. But Joe, again, not being very bright, he had these set up just as regular email accounts. And so now we should be able to get them. In one email from his aide, John Flynn, to Joe, a.k.a. Robert Peters. The schedule reads, 8.45 a.m. Prep for 9 a.m. Phone call with President Poroshenko. That was May 26, 2016. State Department officials have testified that they tried to raise concerns directly with Biden that his son's Burisma involvement was a conflict of interest that undermined U.S. anti-corruption efforts in Ukraine. But they were rebuffed. By whom? Joe Biden, obviously. Hey, Mr. Vice President, you probably shouldn't be chatting with the Ukrainian president and your son, who's got business dealings on the board, because this is the time when Hunter Biden gets on the board. Because again, keep in mind, this 2015-2016 time frame, this is when they're starting to create their, you know, the shell companies and these, these deals with these other countries, You know, hanging the shingle up, we're open for business, we are selling access and influence to Joe Biden as he retires out of the vice presidency. And Hillary becomes president, Joe's going to know everybody, so you're going to have a pipeline right to the new president. Oh, and then look at that, Hillary loses. Well, you know what? I could run, and now you have direct access to me. It's a win-win. Well, it's a lose-win-win. Joe Biden forwarded another email about Ukraine through one of his pseudonymousness. Pseudo, pseudonymous. Oh my goodness. Pseudonymous. Pseudo, whatever. His fake private email, robinware456gmail.com. He sent it to Hunter as well as his other son, Bo, who. Wait, did Bo? I uh, didn't he say Bo died in a wildfire in Hawaii? At that, no, never mind. He sent it to yeah. Bo Biden was on there. That was, he was at the time the Attorney General of the state of Delaware. The email was from Deputy Secretary of State Antony Blinken forwarding an email from U.S. Ambassador to Ukraine John Teft. He's got a couple F's in his name there. Bo visited Kiev on Friday and gave talk on corruption at the Hyatt, then attended reception at the residence where he met many young Ukrainian lawyers. We received many compliments on his presentation and for simply a frank discussion of a problem that still bedevils this country. See, Bo was supposed to be the politician to take Joe Biden's place in the family dynasty. And Hunter was supposed to be the money, man, uh, money, man, the bag man. But then Bo died in the wildfire now. (laughs)